0: mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the sexiest employer brand of all? Nobody cares because it's not yours. We'll be right back. Welcome to the talent cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal to change the conversation around recruiting employer brand and hiring simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no-pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything, so please come join us, come learn, come engage in this conversation, come grow our industry with me. Uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter, at talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So I wanna housekeeping, I'm gonna be at ERE in two or three weeks. I'm gonna be at RecruitCon about a month after that. And I'm gonna be at Social Recruiting Strategies Conference in Austin. Sometime I think I wanna say August. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> um, let's get right to it. So I posted something on LinkedIn. Gosh, this was Monday. I was going on a plane. I was feeling like I needed to push myself. I wanted to be in a situation where I didn't feel comfortable. I feel like I've gotten good at, if good is the right word, at this process where I have an idea and I sit down and I hit the record button. I just kind of go for 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 minutes and people listen or don't, whatever. Um, I want to try and switch it up. And while I've asked people for thoughts or ideas or concerns and and thanks to the handful of people who've done it before, uh, I really want to really get people to ask what the questions are, what the issues are, what the concerns are, or really what The conversations about. I feel like in a lot of ways we answer the same questions over and over again and I wanted to not do that anymore. I want to get out of my comfort zone just a smidge and I want to thank Christine Bauman uh, on LinkedIn for actually asking this question. I'm going to try and read some of this because, you know, to to show you that I'm not making this up. Uh, Okay, so we manufacture tops to bottles. How can I make that sexy? How can I make an exciting career opportunity for folks? And that's honestly a great example of a conversation we all have or a conversation we've all thought in our head. And that is, the truth is how do you make a brand sexy? How, how do you make your employer brand sexy? And I use the word sexy a lot and not in a sexist kind of way, but simply because we all understand what that means. It's got that sizzle, right? It's exciting. It's emotional. It's it's percolating. It's fantastic. And we want an empl- a sexy employer brand. You know who has a sexy employer brand right now? GE, at least within the industry, right? We all talk about it. They do a great job. Those commercials are fantastic. Anybody looked at their stock price lately? No? You should do that. It's they're, they're having a bad year, really bad year or two or three. Um, I don't think correlating what's the sexy brand doing, we should all do that, is in any way, shape, or form a good idea. The truth is, if you have, and based on my you know thin Google search research, anywhere from 18 to 25 million businesses in North America, they're all wanting to be sexy on some level. My mother, who up until a year ago owned a five or six person faux finishing high-end painting business in Houston, Texas, uh, you know, she wanted her brand to be sexy and her employer brand to be sexy, but she would also complain how hard it was to hire. And the truth is, While we talk about how hard it is to hire and we use developers as our kind of litmus test of, oh, how, you know, if developers will find you, that must mean you have a sexy brand. The truth is nobody's having a good time hiring. It's really hard to hire everybody. And everybody thinks the answer is a sexier employer brand. I have some issues with that. What? Really? Yes, it's true. So uh, here, here, quick show of hands, who here thinks they're hot? That they themselves are absolutely attractive and uh, attractive to the members of the opposite or same sex, depending on your particular flavor. Uh, How many people think you're hot? Yeah, my hand's not raised. (laughs) Not even close. I do not think I'm hot. I do not think I'm sexy. I do not think I'm that attractive. Whatever. This is not me fishing. However, married, has a kid. I found someone who I think is attractive and I think is fantastic. She thinks for some god-awful reason, thinks I'm attractive, at least vaguely enough to to look at me now and then. It's fantastic. It's great. And to be perfectly honest, I've been married before. To be perfectly even honester, I've been married before that. So somehow, this deeply unsexy human being that you hear before you has had no problems finding partners uh, and getting married. Why on earth am I bringing this up? This isn't a straight-up TMI, though. Frankly, it's probably bordering on that. But the truth is, you don't need to be sexy to get success in employer branding. I, I think the focus on sexiness is easy, and I think it's facile. I think it's too simple. It's too—I um, mean, how many deeply sexy employer brands are there? Ten? Twenty? Let's you know go down, uh, go hit Jorgen's b- podcast and l- look at all the companies he's talking to. You've got maybe a hundred. Out of 18 to 25 million, and I'm not even counting the, the uh, European and Asian brands, not to mention the African brands, of which I know virtually none. Um, how is it possible, you know, if we use those as the North Stars, if they're the sexy ones, what are the rest of us going to do? right? It's, 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 it's almost as if we're living in that Dove commercial where, um, you know, you see all these women who are gorgeous and models and photoshopped within an inch of their lives. And Dove comes out and says, these are real women, and they have different curves and different shapes and different sizes and all that good stuff. And they're all still very attractive and beautiful in their own way. And that's true. And so is your employer brand. You don't need to be competing with the Googles, Facebooks, Apples, Amazons, Netflix, whatever, you know, Uber, well, maybe not today, uh, but you know, whatever brand in your industry is sexy, if that's the right word, you don't need to be that. The truth is, employer brand is a lot more like how you find a mate. Now, and, and, and to be fair, recruiting has long stood in this idea that, you know, sales is like a relationship, recruiting is like a relationship. It's very much like finding a partner. And it's, 100,000% true, and I'm not gonna beat that dead horse, but I think it th- th- the same thing extends to the employer brand, right? The employer brand ultimately is a reason why. It's why should I work for you? And unless, I mean, I don't know who you're hiring that that why needs to be sexy, right? You are not, if you are a bottle top cap manufacturer, and I didn't do any research on on Christine Bauman's business or, or company, so I don't know, but if you're, and, and, and to be fair, bottle caps and bottle tops don't really sound sexy in any way, shape, or form, uh, but if you are that, how do you attract great talent? Well, first off, you have to ask yourself, one, are you trying to attract talent away from the obvious sexy brands like Google, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera? Are you? Is, who's the person who's saying, well, I have a job offer at Google and I have a job offer at Bottle Cap X company. How, how, is that happening? Is that really a concern? No, probably not. Uh, even if you're hiring development skills or, or or mechanical engineers, which I guess on some level you are, um, I don't think you're competing in Google's neck of the woods. Are you a bottle cap manufacturer in the valley? If yes, okay, you've picked a tough place to do business, true. Even if you're not, your chances are you're not really competing with those super sexy brands. So what are you competing against? You're competing with a real why, a core why, much in the same way that when you go out on a saturday or friday night to go party and maybe pick somebody up you want to look your best but you're not competing against everybody in the room right you go into a bar i don't care if you're towards the top end of the spectrum or the bottom of the spectrum you have a chance to meet someone you know who you find interesting and attractive and and do what you got to do after that and again trying to avoid tmi here but the truth is it connects and i did just call this one the in the unsexy employer brand so clearly i was willing to wander deep field into this. But the truth is, anybody has a shot at meeting somebody and going home with them, if that's your intent. And I think if in this metaphor of employer brand and recruiting and sales, let's call hooking up the, 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 the ultimate test of the employer brand. If your employer brand can get people to apply and accept your jobs, you've got a sexy employer brand. The truth is, we're not all sexy. And bottle caps and plumbers and electrical generator installers and dental hygienists and, uh, you know, the janitors, people got to, people got to scrub dishes somewhere. The truth is those jobs, no matter what the employer brand is, they're not sexy. I don't know that someone who's looking for a dishwasher job goes, Oh, Le Cirque. Fantastic. I have to work there. It is my ultimate goal to wash dishes at the Four Seasons. No, I don't think so. Their job is to wash dishes. There's not a lot of sexiness imparted upon to those people just because they wash the dishes of a five-star restaurant, right? It's they, they, still washing dishes. It's still a pretty ugly job, an unpleasant job, an unfun job, and not a well-paid job, no matter what. It's not a sexy issue. It's simply a matter of appealing to the why. If it turns out that someone makes the same amount of money working washing dishes at Le Cirque and Four Seasons five-star restaurants as it does washing dishes at a diner or a waffle house, What's the choice? The choice isn't that one is sexier and one is isn't. The choice is the why. Is it better tips? Well, actually, back of the house in most places don't aren't allowed aren't uh, in the U.S. anyway aren't allowed to get tips, and in Europe you're like, what's a tip? Um, or at least it's not quite so widespread as it is here. Um, so that's not it. So it's not a question of sexy. It's not a question of money. It's a why, and that might mean something like. My boss isn't a jerk. And there's some flexibility. And every once in a while, because I have a kid and I have to worry about going home because they, they have to, they're sick and I have to take care of them, the boss doesn't get on my case too much. They understand. Is that sexy? Oh, no. <laughs> no, not even close. But it can appeal and it can drive the ability for you to hire. The truth is you don't need to be sexy. You need to be sexy enough. You need to be interesting enough. And I think using the word sexy puts this sense of what a brand is at such a high level that you need to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars a la GE, a la Google, a la whatever to have a quote unquote sexy employer brand. Really it's about what's an interesting employer brand for the rest of us. That's, that's what we should all be shooting for. Most of us do not have to compete too much against Google, and if we do, it's not on sexiness value because that's not, that's not a game you can win. That's like going into a bar, and there's Beckham and Posh, and you're like, well, i got to compete against that. Well, I'm going home alone. No, you're not. Not necessarily. I mean, you're not going home with them, but you're not going home alone. You're going to go find someone who matches what you're about, matches what you're interested in, and you get, that, you get to hook up and you get to be satisfied on some level. And again, terrified of, of, of <laughs> putting my foot in my mouth. Um, that's the thing. It's like it, it has to be relatable. It has to be real. Sexy is this sense of and, and 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 feel free to push back on me on this, but sexy is one of those things, and like I said, I've been married a couple of times. I've been married the last time for coming on eleven years now, or something like that. Don't make me do the math. And the truth is everybody will tell you that the longer the relationship goes, the sexiness part of it tends to fall off. Right? I, I you know, I have a, I have a child with my wife, we do dishes, we scrub toilets, you know, we've seen each other sick, you know, we've seen each other at our worst, and that's in no way, shape or form remotely sexy. And we worry about the sexiness part less. We have a joke at our house called long-term relationship where every time you have to say something like, oh, I just popped the weirdest pimple or, oh my God, you won't believe where I found a hair growing. You're like long-term relationship. I am here for the, I am not here because it's sexy. I'm here for the long-term relationship. That should sound a lot like you're recruiting an employer brand thinking. It's not about sexy. Sexy is a way to attract attention And it might be helpful to get the hookup, but what do you do after that? What do you do after the hookup? What happens the next day? Are you buying breakfast or are you sneaking out of the house? What are you doing? And if you're hiring, hopefully you want that person to stick around for breakfast and maybe see you next week and maybe meet your parents, right? That's the ultimate goal. You don't want to hire someone just for the day. You're not Hiring day laborers, you're hiring someone who you think or you want to be here for a while, and you can define a while however you want. So when we think about sexy brand, employer brands, let's go ahead and throw out the obvious. Let's go ahead and throw out whatever models and 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 starlets and uh, Old Spice commercial dudes and uh, you know whoever you know is the, the the guy who plays Luther, whose name I will always butcher. Who's gorgeous man why is he not james bond anywho um let's take those people out those people don't exist they were they were born in a vet in a lab somewhere um, from dna that we've distilled from other popular and, and sexy people and those things don't happen that is not you and me you are lovely you are attractive you are beautiful in your own particular way as is your employer brand let's talk about that Let's skip, let's stop comparing our own employer brands to the Googles and Facebooks of the world. Let's figure out how to maximize what we do. Somehow you will find someone and someone will like you and you will like them and you will spend a great deal of time with each other. That's what you should be shooting for. Is it because you're funny? Is it because you're sweet? Is it because you are you you know you can cook or make the best coffee? Is it because you're, I don't know, rich? <laughs> You have a good car. You have a good job. You have benefits in the future or whatever it is. You've got something that's appealing to somebody else. What is it? Play it up. You don't see rich people walking into the club playing down how rich they are. That's what they use. If you're rich, you pull up in the Lamborghini. You pull up in the Maserati. You make sure everybody knows how expensive that watch is on your wrist. You make sure everybody knows those shoes cost Six, seven, eight hundred dollars. You make sure everybody knows. Yes, that is Versace. Thanks for noticing. You make sure everybody knows. Why? Because it is what you're trading against. No one has asked you if you're funny. No one has asked you if you're nice. No one has asked you if you are kind to the, the the wait staff. No one has asked you if you like puppies. No one has asked you for your fire or water sign. No one has asked you whether you prefer Coke or Pepsi, right? Nobody cares about that. You have playing on the fact that you're rich and good for you. Everybody play. That's what I mean by playing your own game. You have to play your game. If you try and compete against the Googles and Facebooks, unless you have their resources and previously existing brand name, you're screwed. If you try and compete against Posh and Beckham and try to compete straight up on, on, on fame, wealth, and looks, I don't know who you are that you think you can do that. Congratulations on that level of confidence I will never understand. But no, it's not happening. It's not happening. It is not. It simply isn't. So stop. Maybe... You can play off the fact that you, have, you are nicer or that you ha- are more flexible. And that got weird. Or you can play whatever it is. You have something that you can play up. And if we go back to the bottle cap factory, what, what, do you, what makes you different in any way, shape, or form? Figure it out and play it up. Are you nice? Do you have great eyes? Do you have great legs? Do you have, you know, a fi- fantastic mu- musculature, even though your face looks like something people should put paper bags over? Do you have the most amazing personality? Are you funny as all get out? Whatever it is, play it up. That's the problem with employer brands. The entire industry is trying to tell you look at these other companies. And, and I'm sorry, Jorgen, if you listen, I don't know if you do. I definitely listen to yours. You always ask, what's the brand that everybody should be looking at? And I don't care. It doesn't make sense. I don't want to know what the sexy brand of today is because I will never be that sexy brand. The companies I work with will never be that sexy brand. If they were, they wouldn't need help, right? They don't need help. Posh and Bex do not need advice on how to look more attractive. They got that covered. They have no problems finding people to find them attractive in whatever shape or form that is, and I don't judge, I don't care. Whatever. And why I got to Posh and Bex, how did I land on that? Of all the people. Anyway, um, there you go. You, you, you don't, don't compare yourself to those brands. Don't look at what GE's doing. You know why GE is such a sexy brand? Because it took a, a stack of money taller than you and spent it on primetime commercials. Are you prepared to do that? No? Then stop it. It's like comparing yourself to a porn star. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Don't do that. Everybody comes away lacking and feeling less than. Those people aren't barely people. <laughs> They're raised in a lab. You can't compare. They are the .00001% of the world. Do not compare yourself to those people. You're not going to win. Taking a break, you get to hear some drums. I'll be right back. quick interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring an employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help and that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us. Simple as that. Just review us wherever you get podcasts, share us on social media, say nice things about us or complain about us. I That really is completely fair. Uh, that's all we really ask. That's all. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's get back to the show. So, if you're not the sexiest brand in the universe, and guess what? I hope I'm not the one who has to tell you this. You're not. You're not. Um, what is a brand? What, how do you leverage a brand, brand so that you can be a bottle cap factory or manufacturer or supplier or distributor, whatever it is that Christine works with, and still find a way to get talent? Well, that's easy. You figure out what you're about. A brand is a kinda, and brand is a lot of things, and I think in our next episode or two, I'm gonna kinda do a deep dive into more academic what's a brand, because I feel like we, (laughs) the number of presentations I go to where they talk about employer brand without actually saying what they think an employer brand is boggles the mind. We're not talking about uh, uh, um, cars. We're talking about something that is a concept, and you have to have clear definitions for, okay? You gotta, I'm sorry. And for anybody who I've seen recently, and if you are listening you know who you are you need to define your terms um an employer brand can be a kind of shorthand it can be a kind of reason why so for example and i go back to the well on this one all the time there's a software company in cary north carolina just outside of raleigh north carolina uh, SAS, and they do um statistical software right yeah something yeah that's right um not SPS they're, they're kin to SPSS for those of you who uh, did grad school and had to use statistical software SPSS and SAS were at the time competitors and I don't know if they are still because it was a while ago tangent back um, and they were world famous for a very, very long time, turn of the century, and I mean the 2000s, um, for having the greatest work-life balance, for creating the most benefits. Before Google became Google, they were the one who offered M&Ms and and, and, and discounted lunches that were healthy and on-site whatever, you know, daycare and healthcare and, and, and laundry, uh, before Google really could spend all the money on just stuff. Um, and they're famous for it, right? That and it became a shorthand where you became a company that cared about employees so much it was willing to do whatever it takes to take care of those employees. SAS was the shorthand, and that became their brand, their employer brand. That was their shorthand. They didn't talk about salary. They didn't talk about uh, career development. They didn't talk about education. They didn't talk about um, status or um, what else? What else could it be? Or support? They talked about how. are they do talk about they, But they talked about how much they cared about the, the employees and making sure the employee was happy. Not spoiled rotten, not rich beyond their wildest dreams, not famous to a million people, but well taken care of. That was the shorthand. What's the shorthand in Goldman Sachs? You're gonna get rich. That's the end of it. That's their employer brand. employer brand, I mean that's, go ahead and put it on your website guys. And girls, you know, Goldman Sachs, you know, join us, you get rich. Now, Goldman Sachs doesn't have a lot of problems attracting people because that shorthand is so crystal clear that you join us and you get rich that they literally make it harder to apply. Their their process for application is, excuse me, intensely rigorous, good for them. They put in an app that helps you actually learn how to apply better so you had the best possible shot. I think that's genius because what it's saying is we're going to make sure that when we review people there are no such things as diamonds in the rough. We're not going to miss one because they didn't put the effort in. We're going to walk them through. and If they can put the effort in and show us their best selves, we can pick appropriately. Genius. Genius. Um, But that's what a shorthand is and that's what you want your employer brand to be. The trick is to talk about scope. Right? If you're Google and Goldman Sachs and maybe 15, 20 years ago, SaaS, you could hire people from anywhere in the world. Right? Your addressable market was anybody drawing breath. Good for you. As a bottle cap manufacturer, distributor, whatever you're, Christine, where are you hiring people from? Can you, if you're in Dallas, and I'm just guessing, uh, can you hire people from Utah? Can you hire people from Boston? Can you hire people from Canada? Is it easy? Do you have a a policy where you bring people in and you're expected to find the world's greatest bottle cap talent and you were willing to bring it in from wherever? No, of course not. That would be crazy. I mean, crazy in a good way. If you can do that, good on you. Nicely done. But chances are you can't. So who is your addressable market? It's people who are close to you. So now you've focused on a much smaller pond, right? If you are talking about how do you become the sexiest person on People Magazine and show up to, you know, to the Oscars and you are the hot one at the Oscars, that is a, that's a high bar. That's a, that's a pretty big pool, right? These people come from all over the world just to be attractive actors and actresses. Um, you're not competing against that. That is a tough, tough market to be in. If you're trying to be the most attractive person in your local tavern or bar, that's a little more doable. But again, we've already discussed this idea that you don't have to be the most attractive. You just have, have something that is attractive. So you have to go back to yourself and say, self, Christine Bauman, self, uh, what is our bottle cap top place focus on? What is so special about us? What are we offering? Are we just offering a job? Well, if you're just offering a job, you are just going to get people who just need a job. Simple as that. Simple as that. If you are just offering a job, you are only going to attract people who just want a job. People who don't have passion for what you do, people who don't obsess over what you do. If that's what you want, you have to be a company that cares, are willing to obsess about your employees so that they obsess about you. It's the golden rule, right? This is not brand new. I did not invent it. Do not trademark that. (laughs) Someone else owns that, I'm sure. It's the golden rule. You have to be something for someone before they can be it for you. So you have to be, if you want them to think you're sexy, you have to be sexy for them. If you have to give them something, you have to either show them a little leg or go work out or get your teeth done or do something. Something where somebody goes, that's the attractive part. I know people, I'm not bragging, I know people who find feet attractive. I am not that person. This isn't a coded language where I think I'm that person. I don't find feet particularly interesting. She, and yes, I'm surprised it's a she, thought feet were attractive. And she would date all sorts of crazy people but just would talk about their feet and I just did not get it. And that's fine. You know why? Because it takes all kinds. And that's not just a that's not just a saying. That's true. It takes all kinds. Some people want work-life balance. Some people want stacks of money. Some people want fame. Some people want status. Some people want to work on the best tools. Some people want to grow themselves. Some people want something, and it takes all kinds. The trick is you have to be willing to say, "I'm I, I only want people who like feet." I have the hottest feet you've ever seen, and there are a handful. There's the 5% nation of people who think feet are attractive, and those are my people, and they are going to apply for me. So, what is your 5% nation of? Is it you've got a teeny tiny nose, or is it you've got a big old honker? People find both of those things attractive, right? That's the trick. I always hate those things like, what do guys like or what do girls like? It's like everything. We like everything. We like something, but it's all across the map. There are people who like teeny tiny noses, like people like big noses. There are people like lots of hair. are people like no hair. There are people like red and blonde and brown and black and all sorts of different hair colors and color and long. There is no this is what guys like. There is no aggregate guys, there is no aggregate girls, there is no aggregate employer, there's no aggregate job seeker. Your job's not to appeal to everyone, your job is to understand what makes you interesting and different and project that out to let the people who do like that sort of thing go, that's what I like. To be the person at the bar where you're like, man, look at those feet, or man, look at that nose, or whatever. I think eyebrows are really attractive for some reason. I just, I'm always drawn. I'm like, huh, those are interesting. Those are attractive eyebrows. They're eyebrows. They're hair on your face. What the hell? I didn't pick anybody, cousin, but I find them interesting. And if I find them interesting, other people find them interesting. Other people find chins interesting or teeth or laughs or, you know, accents. Oh, my goodness, right? Accents? You, You know that everybody knows somebody who thinks a particular accent is hot. Accents. Put on an accent. Know what your accent is. That's the trick. Your job is not to be sexy to everybody. Your job is to be to not worry about trying to be sexy to everybody. Your job is to be sexy for a very, very particular kind of person and to own it, right? We all know that guy or girl who on the face of it is not all that. They're not working with much. But for some reason, for some reason, they know the one thing they do have and they're incredibly confident because of it. This turned into a very strange podcast right this became a little more self-helpy than i expected it but there you go um but we all know that person who's not classically attractive or even alternatively attractive but just like meh they're whatever but they know they have the most amazing eyes or skin or hair or laugh or Or money or whatever it is right they know that they are so that they're tattooed up and they know people who love tattoos are gonna love them they have that confidence they're not trying to appeal to everyone they're trying to appeal to every particular kind of person and that kind of confidence effectively is the strength of that brand right if you're like saying if you say hey would you please apply and you're desperate for those applications you're desperate you're the you're the very desperate person at the bar and no one wants to go home with a desperate desperate person in the bar having once been that person trust me that's a long time ago um long time ago now if you are confident you have brand strength people can say yeah i'm not into that i not. yeah i don't yeah i don't care about that person who loves feet or someone says man i really get that person who loves feet on whatever level and there you go that's the answer if you try to hold yourself to how do i be sexy and you're comparing yourself to the ge's and google's of the world You're in for a world of hurt. You're in for a world of pain. You're in for a lot of nights at home waiting for the phone to ring proverbially and crying into your pillow. And I don't want that for you. I really don't. I think you can do better. I think you can deserve more. I think you can find people who not just are at your level, and I think that's sad. I don't want to talk about that, but simply who get what you're about, who are adjacent to you or connected to you or within your addressable market, who want to find you. So you, Christine Bauman, talent person for a bottle cap factory and man this I would never have guessed bottle cap factory is an example for this so thank you for this for pushing it but you've got to figure out what it is is it your healthcare plan is it your hours is it your flexibility is it the cleanliness of your facilities is it what is it if you're a commodity okay well then you got to dress it up a little bit you got to give it something right um you, eh. Commodity is, is, is the concept of everything is interchangeable. You can swap out um, X brand tomatoes for Y brand tomatoes because when you go to the grocery store, do you shop tomatoes by brand? No. You pick up the tomatoes that are right there. Uh, the fact that they put a brand on produce boggles my mind. I don't get that at all. But that's a commodity. It's a tomato. You need a tomato. You need a kind of tomato. It's a size. It's a shape. It's a color. You pick it. You don't care what brand. They're all commodities. Is your job a commodity? Is it just a job for whatever people who need a job? That's all you're going to get. Maybe you need to find a way to focus on something. Maybe once a quarter you go and go volunteer. You are going to attract people who would love to volunteer and help the world on some level but don't know how to do it or don't know how to do it at their job. You are going to just have something. Have something, find something. It doesn't have to be about spending money. It just has to be about focusing on something and having your company be about something, anything figure it out. And until you figure it out, you're just going to be the desperate person at the bar forever and I don't want that for you. So there's my podcast. Thanks so much for listening. As always, share this out. I love it uh, when this gets shared out to other people and I I find new fans. It's always fun to look at my metrics and see in the middle of the day, randomly, 40 people or or one person downloaded 40 episodes or a handful of people download a bunch of episodes. Um, Always fun spikes. I always like seeing that. It's it's, kind of magical. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for reviewing us. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week and the LinkedIn post on my LinkedIn and you know who I am and you can find me, that's pretty easy, is still open. So if you have other ideas or you have other things you want to talk about, I will be looking at the other comments. I just wanted to start with this one. Thank you so much for for, for commenting, Christine, and letting me talk about you like this. Um, I don't know that you agree to that, but there you go. Um, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.